Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. Man, it feels like a really long time since I've actually like had the ability to sit down and do podcasts and do a review, you know? Uh, you know, <laughs> my process here is I, I sit down and do at least uh, four episodes every time I, I, I sit down to, you know, podcast. Uh, you know, and, and tonight was no exception. I, I, I did, uh, you know, I, I just read two chapters or two episodes worth of uh, the Touristic U Chronicles, uh, finished up the Cal's Fall, uh, or, or Cal, I'm sorry, Cal's Revenge, uh, and, you know, uh, you'll, <laughs> you'll actually uh, be hearing the you'll you'll hear the actual end that i just recorded just now next week so this week it's a movie review next week it's the uh end of that story but in my actual studio here i uh went ahead and recorded that first and the reason i do that is because my voice just you know it gives out after a while like i I, I, you know, <laughs> I ain't no spring chicken. Uh, I had a student that used to say that all the time. I ain't no spring chicken. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I ain't no spring chicken and I can't really have my voice, uh, be used as, as much as it used to, you know? And so doing like a couple hours of recording definitely takes a, its toll. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like doing it this way because <laughs> I, I like just getting it all done, sit down once a month do a ton of recording, and then, uh, you know, have a whole month's worth of stuff for you to listen to. Um, so a little insight to my process. So uh, with that being said, you know, it's been a really long time. I mean, obviously you heard those interviews that I did, uh, and those were more because I had run out of material. And even then, like, uh, I had, the last time I recorded, I was able to get, like, a couple recording sessions in. So I think I did, like, you know, uh, 
recorded four and then recorded four more the next week. So I had like two months of material. So I actually haven't sat down for a very long time to do this. So, you know, it's interesting. I kind of forgot where I was on, uh, you know, Cal's Revenge. I had to go and figure out, you know, what it was. Uh, And then on top of that, we have a a person renting our guest room in our basement, which is where my recording studio was set up. And so I had to wait a couple weeks to get my recording studio set up again. And and so now it's set up again. I'm in a new room. Hopefully the acoustics are good here. We'll we'll see when these episodes are released. Uh, (laughs) You know, how, how good my audio is. Uh, you know, I could always figure out something different if this audio is not working, but anyways, yeah, some, some stuff to, you know, what does Aaron do <laughs> at Aaron's horror show for, you know, over 150 episodes later, man, I've been doing this for a while and thank you so much for being on this journey with me, man. If you've heard all 163, 60, whatever it is at this point, oh my God. Thank you. Wow, you're a trooper. Hats off to you. If this is your first one, thank you for stopping by. All right. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Let's see what we have here. Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. So, if you haven't seen the movie, go out and watch it and then come back. All right. So, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Suicide Squad. So, Suicide Squad, to give you a little bit of background about this particular movie, this is the sequel (laughs) to Suicide Squad, which is more like the reboot to Suicide Squad. So while technically speaking, this is a sequel that we're talking about, the actual uh, guy that made the movie kind of just did his own thing. And that that was kind of the, the, the expectation, actually. Like, they said really the only uh thing that he had to do from he the only person the only thing he had to keep from the first movie was harley quinn that's it so the character of harley quinn uh you know the female joker uh (laughs) character was the only actual obligation he had (laughs) was put her her in the movie you know uh and i'm actually really glad they did that because Having seen the first Suicide Squad and seeing this one, man, this one outshines. I mean, I I feel bad saying that, you know, because obviously whoever did the first one put a lot of work into it. But man, this one is like amazing, <laughs> like so good. Uh, it just kind of hits everything on every level. And what's really interesting is it's really artistic <laughs> in a way. You don't really look at a superhero movie and and think like it's a a work of art, but this particular Suicide Squad, you know, uh, the 2021 Suicide Squad, what I'm talking about here, is like a work of art. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't say that about I've never said that about a hero a superhero movie, but you know, like one thing that I like about it is it goes into uh, you know, it, it goes into the same kind of territory that Doctor Who goes into, you know, like it, like it's not too concerned about how cheesy it is <laughs> or, or how silly it is. It, it kind of embraces that fact that it is sort of a silly premise, right? Like, like, I mean, think about the Suicide Squad premise for a moment here. You have, you know, something that 
<laughs> a team of supervillains will be better at doing than a team of superheroes. So, so right. So you, you, you go to a prison and <laughs> you know cut deals with all these supervillains and and then have them come in and and then you also have the bonus that they're supervillains. So who cares if they all die? Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that's like like the premise of it. Uh, and it doesn't cheapen that fact at all. In fact, what I really love about it. Like, like from the get go, they have you, you know, uh, <laughs> knowing that it's going to go its own way, right? Like, this is not going to be like the one that you've seen before, you know, like, like literally the very opening scene, they bring all these, you know, super villains in and then they have a, a camera shot that I'm pretty sure is Woody Harrelson. I, I should look that up before I record these things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do research, you know. <laughs> ah, research for suckers. But anyways, they have either Woody Harrelson or the poor man's Woody Harrelson. I'm not sure which. Uh, <laughs> and you think he's going to be the main character of the movie. Uh, but literally him and everyone that he goes into battle with, with, except for Harley Quinn, the only person he's obligated to keep in the second movie all gets killed including people that were on the team in the first movie right so you have this entire group of villains that you think is going to be the new suicide squad and they all just die you know and and for those of you who like watch movie previews uh <laughs> you probably uh you know are are <laughs> thinking that uh that you know uh <laughs> oh yeah uh uh, <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, I knew that it wasn't going to be them because I, I actually watched the preview and then I, I, I try not to, I actually try to go into movies completely cold, right? Like, like what got me to watch Suicide Squad was literally, it's the guy that did the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I loved that movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, that first one was amazing, very good movie guy's super talented and so i'm like oh yeah he's doing the new one suicide squad i'm in that's it that's all i need to know <laughs> right and so i got to experience the movie you know as intended in the sense that you know you you have this whole like let's gather the team and then everyone dies <laughs> you know so who's the real team well then they bring on the real team after that right but you know that that first scene like <laughs> it, it it set up the tone of the movie too like like literally they do the scene where they're all jumping out into the water and there's this character called the weasel and uh he can't swim <laughs> right and so he starts drowning in the water and they're like did anyone check to see if this <laughs> the weasel could swim <laughs> you know like like the idea that they got all these people together and didn't check the basics of like can they can actually do the mission like that's how disposable they are right so anyways uh you know, speaking of Doctor Who uh, parallels, uh, you know, there's this sort of, uh, so the premise of the movie is there's this giant, like, you know, starfish that, <laughs> like, controls people's minds, basically. And, and the way the starfish controls people's minds is it makes these little starfish, uh, you know, so it burrs little starfish and the little starfish, like, you know, grab onto people's faces and then turn them into, you know, part of the starfish collective, right? And there's a scientist studying the starfish, uh, and that scientist is Peter Capaldi. And for those of you that are Doctor Who fans, you'll know that Peter Capaldi was one of the doctors, right? The, the, the 
after Matt Smith, uh, but before Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> so he's he's in that timeline of Doctor Who's. But yeah, so it's interesting that it has a kind of a Doctor Who aesthetic, and uh, Peter Capaldi uh, comes on as a villain, right? So. I thought that was very interesting. And when I say Doctor Who aesthetic, I, I, I say that they're not worried about being cheesy. Like the little starfish <laughs> creature with the little, you know, f- face <laughs> latch on things. They're kind of cheesy looking and kind of cheesy effects and, and kind of this like sort of corny thing. But it's it's corny in the same way that Doctor Who is with, you know, like Daleks that are literally out of the 60s right uh <laughs> you know so i think that's kind of i don't know I, th- I think that's what made it interesting and that's where i kind of get into the fact that it was more an art project it was more artistic as a movie because it has this aesthetic that is very surrealistic right like like it feels like the so uh if you go to spain uh Barcelona, I believe. I, I've never been there, but I've heard about this place. But, you know, uh, in Spain, there's a lot of, like, surrealist painters, right? Like Salvador Dali, right? Probably everyone knows Salvador Dali. He's, like, surrealist, lots of weird paintings. If you don't know him, you know, just Google image search uh, those paintings. You'll see what surrealist paintings look like. They're really just kind of out there, kind of, you know, LSD, <laughs> uh, trippy, you know, uh very interesting type of paintings well one of those painters kind of in that era made a a city in in spain and this is real it's like this part of the city where things are just looking kind of out of a painting or kind of surrealist right so that part of barcelona where everything just looks kind of off that's what i equate this movie to like like literally there's a whole lot of the sort of surrealism moments in and and especially near the end because it's a giant starfish you know like with a big eye and and you know and and then a bunch of like these people that are are kind of marching in in unison and it it really much like doctor who like like if you watch doctor who you you could make a drinking game out of every time a large group of villains march in unison you know what i mean like (laughs) like marching in unison is a big doctor who trope you know Uh, and this movie had some marching in unison in it uh you know, when they were taken over by the starfish thing. Uh, so yeah, you know, very surrealist, uh, thing. And, and also, you know, it's interesting because like the, the reason why this starfish thing exists is because there's a, a, an island off the coast of like South America that it's its own country. And I just thought it was interesting that they wanted to go with sort of a, a, a South American dictator vibe, you know, like, like Noriega but you know in in today's (laughs) modern times you you fictionalize it right you don't you don't say like (laughs) crazy dictator from you know (laughs) this country you just make up a country right and so they just made up some island country of of where the starfish is at and and the reason the starfish is there is because they're you know trying to weaponize it to take over humanity or something like that you know um but the one thing, the other point that I really loved about this movie was the comedy was great. 
Like, I really love things that blend comedy with uh, genre fiction, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, definitely my jam here. So if you love, you know, if you love comedy mixed in with your genre fiction, then you've come to the right place. Uh, the Suicide Squad 2021 is the thing for you. Uh, if you're not so much into comedy blending your your superhero movie then you you might you might skip this one right because you might you might think that uh this is it just goes a little bit too far out there but man i love the fact that it goes too far out there like like this is the i don't know it's one of those things that that just uh it's really hard to explain but then when you watch it you're like oh yeah i could see how this has this weird surrealist uh thing going on uh Along with it being just a a superhero movie and scene powers and all that kind of stuff. Oh, there's one other point that I really loved. Like, so anyways, they go to infiltrate this island, right? And there's some weird terror dictator that lives there. Well, there's this scene where they come across a, a camp and they literally slaughter everyone in the camp because they think that they had kidnapped, uh, one of their members of the team, uh, which, uh, the the member of the team that they thought they uh, kidnapped was the guy that played Takeshi uh, Kovach in the first season of uh, that sci-fi show. I think it was Netflix, actually. Altered Carbon, yeah. Uh, if you ever... Yeah, Altered Carbon, such a good show. Oh, my God, I'm sad they canceled it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy that played Takeshi Kovach in, in Altered Carbon plays... Uh, this guy, they, you know, one of the members of the team that they think has been captured and they all storm in, uh, to, uh, save him and they find, uh, that, you know, they, they slaughter everyone in the camp. And then when they finally get to him, they find out that this was actually, uh, a rebel camp that was like rebelling against the evil government of this island and was actually on their side so like they went and slaughtered a camp of their own allies which was (laughs) kind of a dark hilarious humor i mean you can hear me laughing talking about it uh but yeah really dark humor uh you know and and really surrealist like there's one point where this uh one of the characters kind of reminiscing about her past and they're on a bus at the time and you see, you know, her past kind of being reflected in the windows of the bus. And so there's a lot of cool, weird, surrealist stuff going on, but also a good movie. So, man, if you, you know, <laughs> if, if if you love something that's a little bit off the beaten path, you love something that has a little bit of surrealism, you love comedy, you love action, uh, <laughs> you just like... Uh, <laughs> something that is going to be a little bit different than you've ever seen, then, yeah, go ahead and, and get uh, Suicide Squad. I, I really highly recommend this one. Uh, <laughs> if you like a lot of the stuff that I've done, uh, you probably would <laughs> like this as well. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead and check it out. And thank you uh, so much for listening. And, you know, if a giant starfish ever comes to uh, attack you, Put your hand in front of your face. That seems to work, actually. One of the people kind of defends herself that way. So, giant starfish sending little baby starfish to come attached to your face. Just put something in between your face and the starfish, right? 
Same thing with the aliens, right? From Alien, you know, like, like you know, the aliens come, the little face huggers grab your face and implant the embryo. Like, like why don't you, like, like you know, like, okay. So there's a scene where Ripley, you know, and Newt are stuck in, like, the thing. And you find Burke was, like, you know, let the aliens out to impregnate her. Well, like, like why don't you just put a book in front of her face? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just put a book there, right? Things not getting through a book. Anyways, uh, yeah, the, that's it. Thank you so much for listening and have a good night. Mm-hmm.